If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome, my friends, to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you had a fantastic week. Sure did go fast. And as always, there is plenty to talk about and report in the healthcare industry with changes. And you know what? The White House came out with a couple of two new announcements, one of which might uh, transform how uh, uh, physicians are are paid. We are talking about uh, what happened in the uh, Federal Register this week, looking at uh, alternative payment methods. We're going to cover some of this in our main story here at the bottom of the hour, but... As we visited about many, many times here on the program, in t- a year ago in February, the Secretary of Health and Human Services outlined uh, with industry experts many different uh, payment methods that they were tying. The old fee-for-service model is going away. They're tying more payments towards value, and the first proposed rule has come out, and it's going to... Uh, take a little bit of a week or so to get through the 1,000 pages of regulations, which I'm currently moving through. And that's one of the things that we've talked about before. It's really hard to keep up on all of these things when you look at a piece of legislation like the Affordable Care Act, uh, one of the main focuses of this show. When you look at a piece of legislation like that, having about 1,000 pages, but then all of the regulations that come attached to it as a result of the changes in the industry like this one is another 1,000 pages And it actually makes one wonder, how can you keep up with all of those things? And that's why we decided three years ago to have this program, America's Healthcare Challenge. Been doing this every week, every Saturday here, reporting all of the changes, taking your calls at any time if you'd like to chime in. Something catches your attention, 402-342-1290-402-342-1290 is the number. Had a great time yesterday here in the same studio helping out a great cause, raising money for the Fred and Pamela Buffett Cancer Center uh, over down the street at UNMC and uh, another successful event visiting with uh, people that are impacted by places like that. And I was just uh, thrilled to be be a part of it. And uh, I don't know, we'll have to ask Matt here if we break, broke the record here on uh did you know if they broke the record from last year because we were you were there i'm i'm actually i'm not 100 percent sure we we're super close i know we I were left. close because when 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 you left i think we were within like two grand or something like that so yeah i i, I think it was either it's it's i mean it had to have been yeah so thanks again to uh the sponsors who who uh helped make that happen one of the stories we're going to be talking about this week uh we discovered it on pbs news hour they've talked about this about a month ago we just happened to find it recently but i want to play it for you because it 100 percent describes things that we've been talking about here on this program for the last uh, year minimum uh, as it results as it relates to what is happening in rural america smaller towns smaller hospitals what is happening to them and they did a great segment 
on the PBS NewsHour exploring what's happening in uh, rural communities in Georgia, for example. By the way, the Affordable Care Act was passed in 2010, and since 2010, 50 hospitals have already closed uh, their doors uh, across the country. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? This this article or this story will explore, so you're not going to want to miss what's happening there. also wanted to take some time. I wasn't here last week. was out of town. But I understand you were joined uh, uh, by a congressional candidate, and I'm sure Alan did a fantastic job uh, explaining some of the things that happened with the news that happened last week, but it's still starting to, or it's still rippling into this week, and that would be the news of United Healthcare uh, deciding to be pulling the, pulling the plug on certain, um, on most of their states actually for uh, healthcare.gov, or they're not going to be participating in exchanges. And what does that mean? It means now that numerous, numerous counties are going to be without access to uh, more than one insurance company. And we already know, we've discussed this several times on this program, um, when there's less choice, what does that usually mean? It usually means higher costs. And so you'll have to check out healthreformexplained.com, which is the show blog uh, this week for our article on how the exit of United Healthcare is impacting the fully insured marketplace, as in, are you going to be uh, able to have much choice? Is it worth it to even stay in the fully insured marketplace? I know for an individuals, they don't have many choices. And I saw an interesting quote this week from the CEO of Aetna, which is one of the largest insurance companies. And he was arguing that, you know, we'll stick with it, but they need to give us some more flexibility in determining certain plan designs. Because the main problem, folks, is that they can't attract enough young, healthy individuals into these exchanges. And the reason why is pretty simple. They're being priced out of it. And the reason they're being priced out of it is because there's things like a $150 billion industry-wide surtax uh, on insurance companies as a way to pay for the ACA. And they've uh, in turn turned it around on consumers. And so that's one reason. And oh, by the way, it extends down to other things like dental and other things. And so we explore whether or not this massive exodus from large insurance companies like United are going to have an impact on fully insured plans and whether or not businesses, small and large, should even be bothered uh, being in the fully insured marketplace. I know that probably get some pushback from a lot of people, but it just seems to be too volatile, and it really makes one wonder why they should be paying uh, extra taxes, like 2.5%, for example, on the, on all of their premiums. That that can actually be an awful lot of money uh, when, when we're talking about that. And this former Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services Administrator, the agency of government that oversees all of this, Marilyn Tavener, you might have remembered our I'm Sorry segment, from before where she went on an apology-a-thon uh, after the failed rollout of healthcare.gov. Uh, but she's now actually the head of the America's Health Insurance Plan, which, by the way, is the largest uh, trade association for the big insurance companies. They are the trade association that was at the White House, along with the American Hospital Association and Pharma, essentially, uh, were the ones that were at there and um, said that they would call off their dogs my words, not theirs, but that's the reality. They, were, they vowed that they would not, they would support the law. They would not lobby against it. 
um, because they were going to be getting over 30 million newly insured people. Well, the reality is we're over halfway through the implementation period, and the numbers aren't, we're not on track to being where they thought they were going to be. There's not enough people have gone in, and so they're essentially getting up and walking away from the table. And it should kind of bother you for two reasons. Number one, um, it, it affects you as a consumer. In 2017, according to Marilyn Tavener, oh, by the way, she went from CMS, the agency of government, to, doing, to be the head lobbyist for all the insurance companies, just so you know that. She said that uh, premiums are going to be going up in 2017. So uh, just wanted you, you to know that, and I, I encourage you to check out my article where I explain why the premiums are going up. And one of the main reasons why is because there's a protections in the law. They knew that it was going to be rough the first three years. But what bothers me is they're actually pulling out, and some of them are actually pulling out. And so it will be... Um, Really sad to see uh, the the lack of choice for many people because 532 counties, for example, will just have one or two options on the exchange. And Iowa, our state to the east, um, was the most recent victim. Uh, United Healthcare deciding to be pulling out of out of Iowa. So uh, with the uh, co-opportunity health thing going, uh, seems to be that there's going to be less charge choice here in the heartland. And so we're going to talk about uh, the impact of less choice other places in the country. When we, when we come back, I wanted to take a, a deep look at um, what is happening in rural America, especially with hospitals. We're going to be going to Georgia, uh, looking, uh, thanks to this PBS NewsHour piece I'm going to play for you. And then I'm going to give you my commentary on it when we come back. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out uh, our Facebook page.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. And if you want to see the stories I'm reading every week, my Twitter handle is at Sean M. McGuire. And that is my name. And I will be right back.